Hi, I'm James O'Connor from Elite Team Leadership, and we've got Bakes here today, and we're going to go through some um, team and leadership um, sort of key tips for you guys out there um, really want to get a better performing team. Um, obviously, Stephen Baker was a former AFL player, played over 200 games, best and fairest winner, played over three grand finals. Uh, didn't quite get there, yeah, but yeah. let's not talk about the grand finals. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, three grand finals, so um, he's uh, been at the top level, and now he's running a new business with a big, well, very, very sizable team uh, with uh, Jeunesse. But not um, very organised because I was late to this meeting, <laughs> and I forgot about it. <laughs> Don't mention that. <laughs> so anyway, we're here today, so we're going to get some key tips off him. Uh, well, first thing, we'll start off with you, um, Bakes. Just in, in your, we're going to football, what was your biggest highlight of your football? Um, well, the biggest highlight and the low light was probably the grand, the grand finals, but um, you know, just running out in front of 100,000. Um, yeah. But then obviously losing was the, <laughs> the devastating part. But you know, running out and hearing that roar and getting in the middle of the ground for the, for the first time in the Geelong one was probably the thing I remember most. And um, dear to my heart, but then it's uh, yeah, heartbreaking at the same time at, yeah. the, at the end of the game. But you know, that's life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, obviously getting to a level like the grand final, what were the three key things that you made you specifically play when there's so many footballs out there? What made you, do you think, get to the level to get into an AFL Grand Final team um, and compete at that level when across the country every boy who grows up in Australia basically wants to play AFL? What were the key things that you, three, maybe three things you... Uh, probably determination, persistence and consistence. <laughs> but early on in my career I was probably uh, the opposite. I was... Um, coming to AFL a bit of a, um, a, a rough unit and didn't take my footy seriously and didn't look after myself and you know, they had no sort of, uh, did have values, I was always a hard worker but I'd sort of, I'd work hard but then I'd play a little bit too hard, yeah. <laughs> yeah. play harder than I worked but um, it was always when I'm, when I'm on the field it was 100% effort, never never give up but you know, towards the end of my career I started, you know, started acting like a leader and you know, being, being that leader and sort of... Um, you know, just sticking to my core values, which was um, you know, the persistence and consistence, and um, you know, that never give up attitude. But then I sort of started treating footy a bit more seriously, and yeah, that's when I thought that's what I got into the grannies. I think I missed nine weeks before the, um, one, of the one of the grand finals and come back just because of that, that work. So that work ethic, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and and obviously with your business now, you're playing applying the same sort of principles with all the people below you and and in, in your team you have. Yeah, so I sort of realised that um, in business now to become a leader, you've got to have people that you know, want to want to follow you, not sort of um, be the be the teacher. So sort of leading by example. You can't sort of tell people to do something if you're not doing it yourself. So yeah, I've sort of found found that you can't really motivate people. You've got to sort of inspire them in, in business. So if you know, if I'm being a lecturer, it doesn't really work. So but if I'm out there in the field and showing and, and leading the way, people people follow you. But I've just found that's a better better way to do it. Uh, did you, have you found, you started in about 1999, was the first 99. season? 99. Yeah. So, done the research. <laughs> <laughs> All prepared. Um, do you find of your career span, the leadership change in that time? Like when you first started out, was it a bit more autocratic or and then it sort of got, became a bit more player central towards the end of your career? How do you find the change over the period? Um, it was always different. Like the different coaches... Sort of, um, sort of implemented, implemented um, different models. So, yep. Timmy Watson early days um, left left a lot to the players, and, and but then um, Rossi Lyon was massive on um, you know, the leadership group. So letting the players sort of you know, come in and make all the decisions. But 
Um, yeah, along the, along the journey, sort of a change, and like the first sort of six to seven years of my career was, um, you know, footy wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't that strict, and uh, yes, leadership, the core values didn't seem there, but you know, towards towards the end, it was basically, um, you know, the players did take hold and have that good, strong strong leadership, and we had that core core yes. leadership group where the you know, coaches were really reliant on the, on the players' players' feedback, so yeah. So when you had the, you know, coaches relying on the players' feedback and those core values and... Uh, really having that direction, um, you obviously felt your team obviously improved, and I guess the results did show that you guys being basically the best team going around for a few years there. Yeah, I think once you know, we had like um, players like uh, Rewalt and Lenny, Lenny Hayes and some amazing players like that, and another four or five in the leadership group, so they all get together basically nearly, da- nearly daily, and yep. they just had about just as much pull as the coaches, and they yeah. had a real real buy into the team. So I think that was one of the one of the core values why the team did so well. Yeah, and did you have the coaches like your Ross Lyon and so forth? Did they? Rely a lot on that playing group and, and feedback they were getting from from the leadership group. Yeah, I think obviously Rossi had the, the uh, last say in everything. So, yes, um, yes, but, the, but yeah, the leadership group would always meet up and then they'd go in and sort of present their case to Ross. And Ross, you know, he's obviously got that last say, but he'd always listen to the leadership group. Yeah. And you know, a lot of decisions were changed because of because of the players, you know, the players, um, yeah, that group. Yeah, and how did you find um, the general players? Obviously, during that time, you're very successful. Um, and with that sort of culture building and all strength from, you know, I guess from Ross down and through the leadership group, did you find players really wanted to sort of stick together closer during that time or would you say early in your career the team was closer when you didn't have that sort of structure? Um, I don't know, a bit of both. I think early, early days were more um, were, were a unit but it was more of a sort of a, you know, a fun sort of a vibe but yep. towards the end we seemed like a... Um, Bit more of a tight, a tight knit unit. You know, you could really, really trust your teammate. We knew when you ran yes. in the park, there was just that hundred percent trust there. So um, it sort of changed. It changed over the years, and that more, I think, the trust just built. You know, especially with that core, the core group of the older fellas. You knew that you'd, you know, you'd die for your teammate, basically, and, and run out, and you had that sort of that real, that real core team. So towards the end, but yeah, couldn't quite nail the green. But anyway, yeah. uh, well, <laughs> very close. Yeah. Very close. Very close. Um, I guess with your club, you sort of said Lenny and uh, Nick Rewalt there, and they were the probably strongest leaders you played with over your career. Who were the yeah. best leaders you played with? Um, yeah, Rui's, Rui's definitely up there. He's just one that can get up the front and just um, you know, command respect in front of the group. Lenny, um, he was more of a you know, lead by example on the field, so yep. you know, very yep. quiet, but he was sort of more like the Robert Harvey back in the day when he when he spoke. It was you know, he silenced the room very very quickly because he knew he had something important to say. Yes, um, you know, Lee Montagna really stepped up the last couple of years into, into a leadership role, but you know, those those three were probably the probably the standouts. And then, yes. uh, then Baker Dog he chucked his two bob worth in the occasion. <laughs> very good. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, going from successful thing, what? Three things you say people who aren't getting success, aren't getting to that high level, uh, whether it be in business or sport. What what sort of three things do you see that are holding people back? Um, I don't think I could think of three things, but I think the main thing I looked at, even with football and and my business life now, was you, know, you find someone that is in the position that where you want to be and model yourself around them and learn from them. I think. Yeah. Success leaves clues in any you know, football business. So yeah. Yeah. I've got someone that is successful, um, like a Lenny Hayes. So I basically, the last four or five years of my career, I knew I was uh, not going to last that much longer living the lifestyle I was. So I really moulded myself around Lenny. I thought, I'm going to spend a lot more time with this guy. He was my best mate anyway, but I thought, I'm going to start you know, doing his actions. Yeah. And yeah. then I lasted another four or five years. And 
into the business world. You know, I come in all guns blazing. I thought if I bring the same traits and never give up and relentless attitude into uh, my business, um, I would be successful. But then it was the same thing. I needed to learn from people that you know, had, had been there and yeah. had been successful. So then I, you know, I met up with some of the leaders in um, in our team, in our business, and basically you know, learnt the actions what they did because yeah. they've obviously successful and moulded myself around it. And then I started. You know, Getting, getting some better success, so yeah. that's the sort of the biggest tip I would give. Yeah, absolutely. So basically, modelling success, which is one of the principles, I guess, the guru Tony Robbins talks a lot about. Um, yeah, and we and I myself talk to you know the guys who are following me. Um, obviously, with modelling success, is massive. So that's it's great to hear. Um, in the terms of actual behaviours and actions, just give me some examples of what a good leader in the, your business or. Um, in your football in Korea, what sort of actions would they take compared to someone who you wouldn't say is a good act, a uh, good leader? Uh, probably someone like a someone that's a sheep versus a, a lion. So yeah, a sheep will just follow along and join into the crowd. And I was, um, I might have been a leader early days, but I'd be uh, leading the, the bad. <laughs> I'll be doing the bad actions and getting followers doing the, the wrong things. But I think the leader will, you know, if something needs to be done, they'll. they'll and step up and say something about it, even yeah. if it's against the grain, and they're not going to be liked for it. Yeah. I think I was a bit opposite early days. I'd be, you know, I'd want to stick in with the, with the crowd, and um, you know, don't want to, don't didn't want people to not like me, so I didn't say anything. But you could obviously see the actions, and um, you know, if a Lenny Hayes was out and we were out, out drinking too too long, he'd actually have, he'd go around and actually say, "Boys, I think we've had enough." So yeah. the boys probably wouldn't like it at the time, but then yeah. the next day, you know, we'd definitely respect him. So yeah. I think that's probably the probably the main thing is you know, respect versus liked and yeah. you know, doing the actions where you're going to be respected. Well, it's interesting. Obviously, um, all the clubs across Melbourne, Metro level, VFL and that, I'm sure there's a lot of players who are maybe a bit like yourself just coming to high school and um, you know, are getting on a bit of a, whether it be partying too much or whatever it is, and not quite following you know, the professional lines and producing the best. What would you say to those guys who are, you know, probably aren't, I guess, um, getting the best out of themselves and, and you obviously by the later part of your career you're one of the top players going around. Um, oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> well definitely, obviously, you know, as, a, as what your role, you're definitely one of the best in the league. Um, what would you say to those guys out there now who aren't quite probably towing the line as such um, and want, you know, and going ahead and making the most of their careers because, you know, you're only in your 20s uh, once and, um, and what, would you, what would you say to those guys out there? Well, like I, and I remember hearing it when I was 18, 19, I had a, you know, a few old people come into the footy club and say, look, it's, uh, it goes really quick, it's short, and I'm, going, I'm sitting there going, eh, whatever, it's, you know. Yeah. But now, you know, after, it feels like I've retired yesterday, but it's been you know, near five, you know, five years since I retired. I've gone, you know, I'm nearly, yeah. nearly 40, um, and thinking, you know, my footy career just seems like a, a blink of an eye now. I look back and, you know, 12... Twelve long years and two hundred games, but it just bang, and then I finished, and then you know, another five years goes by. I'm thinking, shit, buddy, you know, life's nearly, you know, life's nearly over. I mean, I've got to have a have a crack and um, yes, get yes. the best, get the best out of life while I'm you know, still still mobile and yes. still um, fit enough to play footy. I've probably got one more one more year of footy, and then I'm done. And I'm you know, stuck on the couch on the weekends, or yes. so yeah. Life is short. You know, your footy career is short. I think average footy player lasts for two or three years on, a, on average. I was lucky. I you know, played played longer, but you know, it does go in a blink of an eye. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in terms of a team, what are some key words you would associate with a great team? Obviously, St Kilda were that back in, uh, a few years ago. What would um, what sort of key words you would throw around and and um, 
teams out there would aspire to sort of associate their team with? Uh, well, I think trust was always one on top of our uh, top of our vision board, and it was 100% effort, 100% of the team, 100% of the time. That was one, that was our that was our motto. So we really prided ourselves on um, you know, giving giving our all to the last minute. I think that was, that's what made us a great team. So if you're down by 90 points and there's one minute to go, and you've got to put your head over the ball, that's what we pride ourselves on. We'd still do it. Yes. Um, opposite if we're 100 points up, we'd, we'd still do it. And I think I remember one. You know, Lenny Hayes went in, and I think we we're up by about 60 points and he came in and nearly killed himself, could have put himself out. That's why um, the team was so good. We sort of played for that last minute, but the trust, I think, was the probably biggest one. You'd, you wouldn't go out in a race in that last couple of years St Kilda and look to your left or right and see a guy that you wouldn't trust. I think that was probably one of the biggest things. Yes, absolutely. Um, a lot of questions here. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a couple. Got a We're couple. nearly done, guys. Really done. Um, just last couple of things. Um, Pre going into a game, you're in the in the change room getting ready to go. What, what, were, what were you saying to yourself, and what sort of things were you doing to get yourself in the right state to play at your best um, come come game time? Um, I don't know. I was a bit of a weird one. I was I changed week to week. Some days I'd just lay down and have a bit of a bit of a lay down and think, and some days I'd be a, a, a nutcase and I'd be punching my legs and arms and getting the getting the body ready and. And it's something that did depend on who I was playing with. If I hated that person, I'd, I'd get I'd get extra fired up. And that's probably when I'd get reported, but um, <laughs> which was most times. But um, yeah, I did, I did change. I didn't have really a, a set routine. I'd sort of go off the off the day, and it was weird. Some days I'd have the, the quiet days, and then I'd go out. And as soon as I cross that line, I'd be a, another. I'd be another anyway. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's different each different each time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just tell me a bit more about your business now. So uh, with Jeunesse, um, yep. you obviously have a big team working with you as well. Um, going forward, obviously keep developing that team and really um, pushing forward. Yeah, I've just I've just absolutely loved it. We um, come from another company when I just um, come, moved out of football and uh, moved over to Jeunesse um, just because of the bigger bigger platform and, um, and better better platform, better products and. Um, the products basically have helped me play an extra two, two years of football. Yeah. Um, but now I sort of pride myself on you know, building teams and, and helping people achieve sort of life life goals. That you know, what they're doing these days is, is not possible. So that's what I love doing. I love you know, meeting new people, setting goals, and help, helping them achieve. And that's what our team. We've sort of created a team within this business um, that we you know, we all all stick together and um, they're a tight tight new bunch, just like the old uh, Sainers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. Well, that probably wraps up our uh, little uh, video today. Um, thank you very much. No worries. Um, and uh, we'll have to catch up again sometime soon. Thanks, mate. No worries. Cheers. Yeah.